Okay. Let's lower the music just a tidge. I don't even know what a tidge is. Is that a slur? Did I just say a slur? I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know what I'm doing. It's late, and I'm I'm testing out my new laptop that I got here. This is a Sports Goose Mini. So we're we're not we're we're gonna come back for SG149 sometime in mid September. So in the meantime, we'll we'll be popping off some of these mini editions of the show, and it's mainly just me talking about myself, Charles. Will do the wrestling centric stuff on his own for his sub podcast that we have out there, the Cage with Charles. If you guys want to look for that on a bunch of stuff, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm testing things out. Here I am. I'm in the studio. There's, there's just me. No, no other chairs. Nobody else around. Just me. So what's up? Hi everybody. Hey, it's me. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm all right. It, it's summer. The, the Marlins are not a good baseball team. And I'm just waiting for, I guess I'm waiting for football because I want to laugh at the Dolphins. And I feel like Dolphins fans' hubris will get the best of them this, this season because they're like, oh, we got Tyreek, we got Jalen, Tua's the most accurate quarterback of all time, and everything's going to be good. So... That that's what they that's what they think, and I feel like it's just gonna backfire on them. And from what some early predictions from uh, Vegas is, is that the Dolphins are just gonna win nine games this season, which is basically where they've been for all of these years. They're gonna be a mediocre team, a team that uh, I guess the with the, the NFL playoffs and stuff, maybe they can get a wild card at nine victories for this season. But if they're at nine victories, I'm like they got nine victories last season with Brian Flores. So Mike McDaniel comes in and he gets the same thing. And it's like, where are, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Right? Like Adam Gase had himself one winning season here. And look how that turned out. So you're, you're, you're going to tell me that suddenly the whole thing's been turned around? I'm like, no, it's just it's going to be more of the same from in Dolphin land. So th that's that's what I think, but yeah, I'm I'm here. So we're, we're talking about CC Sabathia. That's what we are talking about here in the in the virtual studio here. Uh, there's some scores above. Uh, baseball is happening. It's going on. It's actually getting pretty excited because now we're starting to see teams that are the the contenders are contending. The pretenders are falling apart, and uh, my baseball team is one of the pretenders. And uh, they're 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 just not good. So it's time to start selling off some pieces, and we'll figure out what to do for next season. At this point, uh, other teams really need to start taking a good hard look at what the heck they're doing. Like a certain Angels team that's losing two nothing right now to the Texas Rangers at in Anaheim. Like they really do need to look at what the heck they're gonna do with their franchise because Mike Trout's got a rare back. Disorder that's probably just gonna destroy his career, and so that's gonna be over. And you might as well just get what you can for Shohei. That's that's what I believe. If you want to restart your franchise, hit the big giant reset button on that. Pull yourself a Herschel Walker trade, right? I, I I don't get why more teams don't try and try and uh, 
pull off the Herschel Walker trade. Or maybe it's because they don't want the Miguel Cabrera trade on their resumes. That that's also a big danger there. But hey man, they gotta do something. There's a bunch of teams here that have got to do something. Uh the, the Nationals are in that position right now with Juan Soto, who still is under control. So it's not like they have to trade him during this trade deadline. They could trade him during the offseason. In 2023, heck, they could trade them uh, uh, during the middle of the 2023 season. So uh, they, they could do that, too, and just hold off. But uh, hopefully it doesn't have a debilitating injury that'll sideline things. And maybe that's the other thing. It's like, do we pull the trigger now? But but right now, you know, it's uh, those are the things that are happening at this point during the baseball season. So the trade deadline is going to come up. I might do a trade deadline SG mini uh, just to kind of recap things, see where everything's moved on, maybe go through what all the other teams have done once the, the dust settles. And yeah, well, okay, so this intro has kind of gone on pretty long here, and uh, I might as well get to the actual point of what I what I did want to talk about. Which is uh, the the guy up on the screen above me? Let's let's zoom in on that. His name is CC Sabathia, and I, I don't know. I just been start. I just been thinking about him lately. Okay, he's thin now. Uh, he's been looking good in retirement. He's he's uh he's got his own little media thing that he's doing, trying to create his own little media empire. So that's what he's doing when he was playing. Six foot six, three hundred pounds. Definitely not that anymore. He's he's lost some weight. I don't know how much weight he's lost, but he's he's lost like a good probably fifty pounds at least. He's he's looking very svelte, especially at six foot six. Uh, and he's mainly known for pitching with the New York Yankees, a record of two hundred and fifty one victories, one hundred and sixty one losses, three point seven four career ERA. Playing mostly in the American League. 3,000 strikeouts, which is one of the big, big, big Hall of Fame numbers. And I think that's what's just going to get him in. Right? We're, we're, we're no longer at an age where victories are the thing. Because 300 wins is going to be really hard to get for most pitchers now. Most pitchers. 300 victories, that's, that's not... That's not... Real, like... It's not reasonable for most guys unless you are on a super successful team. And CC played on some uh, okay to good Cleveland teams, then a uh, a wild card push with with Milwaukee, and then he won a World Series with the Yankees and and, and played on some good to okay Yankees teams. And and even uh, uh, tried to hang on for that this this last bit of of success that they've they've had in the past few seasons, but just his his body just couldn't do it anymore. But it, look, he he was the anchor of the rotation for the Yankees during the the post Andy Pettit era. I'm just gonna say Andy Pettit because he's he's probably the starter that you think of. When you think of the Yankees from like the 90s and stuff. Yeah, you can, Roger Clemens, yeah, sure. 
and we could say that too, but it, it, I would say just uh, Andy Pettit in general would be would be that guy. But uh, yeah, so um, nineteen seasons, he won a Cy Young Award. Was the National League was the um, uh, the American League Championship Series MVP, the ALCS MVP in 2009, and of course won that World Series. Born in 1980 from Vallejo, California, up around the Oakland area. Selected 20th overall by Cleveland in the 1998 draft 19 seasons i think i said that already and yeah 2007 cy young award with cleveland and the uh, cleveland made a, a mid-season trade uh to, to send him over to milwaukee help them in their playoff push and then he signed with the yankees and won the world series so that 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 era of cc's career just just off the top of my head was like the peak of of his talents and then after that he just became a workhorse and reliable uh, all right let's see here let's see what we can we can muster up as far as the stats are concerned and let's see 561 games played 560 career uh starts so i don't know what the one time he came in from the bullpen was it, it might have been maybe that 2008 season with Milwaukee, I believe, uh, because I think the Brewers uh, did the Brewers play a uh, a one game playoff. I'm not. I don't remember. I do not remember. I, I don't. I don't feel like looking it up though. 38 complete games, 12 shutouts, 3,577.1 innings pitched. Allowed 3,404 hits, uh, 1,485 earned runs, 382 home runs, 1,099 walks, um, but 3,093 strikeouts. That's that's the big number right there. That's the one we 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 have to basically look at for for all of this. Played most of his career with the Yankees, 307 games. Then Cleveland at 237, and then that that final two month push with with the Milwaukee Brewers, 17 games when he went 11 and two. Uh, he was the best pitcher in baseball in that time frame. 11 and two, 1.65 ERA, seven complete games in those 17 starts. This is insane. Three of them shutouts. Three shutouts. 130 innings, 130 innings pitched, and yeah, the, he played like insane. 128 strikeouts. So hold on, let me actually try and do some math here as we as we break down CC's Milwaukee Brewers stint, which was legendary, by the way. I think a lot of people in Milwaukee love him just for that alone. They didn't win the World Series. They didn't. They didn't even make. Uh, they didn't even make it to the uh, to to the NLCS that season, but but 
it was legendary. It was a legendary run for CC. Thirteen, seventeen games started. He won eleven of those games. Two losses, and the rest were were no decisions. A one point six five ERA. So in seventeen games with Milwaukee, one hundred twenty eight strikeouts. So he was getting uh, averaging seven strikeouts per game. So uh, that that's a pretty damn good clip. That's uh, that that's gonna get you some victories for sure. Um, and then with the Yankees, uh, most games he's played with them, uh, three hundred seven, and pretty much all of the the rest of his career. I mean, it's pretty well balanced in general. 3.81 ERA with with New York, 3.83 with Cleveland. It, it seems like his entire career was just well balanced, and he was just he just stayed healthy most of that time. So he he racked up those 3,000 strikeouts. He knew how to get get people out, and uh, he was coming into the league when uh, strikeouts were starting to go up. So that that did help. But he himself was amazing, and then you just have that that middle portion in, in Milwaukee, which was which was legendary. And I think when you when you take all of this into account, the three thousand strikeouts, the two thousand that two thousand nine World Series, the two thousand seven Cy Young, and that insane insane run with Milwaukee, it's it definitely puts him over the top. And I would say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I've already made a decision. Like this is. This is something that I kind of already knew, but I wanted to see it for myself. I didn't realize how let how like insane his Milwaukee stint was, but it is it is crazy here. Um, and uh, a, a road warrior as well, 130 victories on the road versus 84 losses. So he's he actually he's pitched more on the road than he did at home in his career, and he he got the victories so. Uh, he's very reliable with regards to that too and let's see you got the day night stuff as well and then the months and let's see as far as his career as far as months are concerned let's see how he does it seems like as the season like he starts uh, very uh, around april all right takes a bit to get 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 going there 33 and 27 so it takes him a bit to get going and then he starts wrapping it up by may he's he's all warmed up and ready to go by july he his july's haven't been great so dog days of summer so he's he he dips right there but then august he starts pumping up back again august has been his his uh his best month and then as, in terms of era september is his best month as well so as as the games start to matter more cc starts to do a lot better he's four and one in, in the month of october and yeah yeah so he's he, he definitely does he did turn it on when it came to actually putting it together when the games mattered the most going down the stretch uh, for for the teams that he played for he, he let's see he did best against let's see as far as the 
the different divisions played mostly in the American League East and American League Central. And man, he laid waste to the American League Central. So, and uh, yes, everybody, this uh, Sports Gives Mini is brought to you by Orbex. They have fantastic mods available for Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. So experience the world of flight simulation with Orbex. Expand your horizons. Start flying now. And my Microsoft Flight Simulator is an incredibly fun game. For sure. Next time I get Game Pass, I, I'll try and download it again. But it's it's time consuming. Yeah, but uh, thanks, Orbex, for supporting this Sports Goose Mini on CC Sabathia. But yeah, it looks like CC, uh, the American League is did pretty, uh, I mean, as he was uh, 15 games above 500 with against the AL East, but the, he just laid waste to the American League Central. Wow. He, he loved feasting on them, for sure. And uh, it makes a lot of sense. He played a lot of times with, with Cleveland, and then and then the, yeah, the, the Yankees against uh, some, really, the American League East, the Indians started going down. The Twins were always uh, uh, the, the, the doormat for the New York Yankees. And the, the Tigers had some good seasons and were had some some seasons where they, they did fight off against the, the Yanks as well. And uh, Kansas City was a was a non-factor for most of his career, except for that mid-2010s when they won their World Series over there. And then the White Sox, the uh, some contending seasons, especially 2005, the, the mid-2000s White Sox, but uh, the mid-aughts, whatever you want to call it. But, eh. Yeah, so I could see how he, he would feast on the American League Central and uh, definitely the NL West, too. 11-4 in the 15 games against the NL West. Makes you wonder what would happen if he had I don't know. Probably not go to Oakland, but let's say play in San Francisco or something. Okay, well, and the team that he got the most victories against was the look at that the Kansas City Royals. Twenty-two victories against them. 22, 12, 10 games above five hundred against KC against Minnesota. The same thing. Twenty and ten against Minnesota didn't do well against Oakland, so he he didn't have some. Some pretty good homecomings. Uh, 11 and 12, losing record against the A's right there. Against the Detroit Tigers. I'm trying to. Uh, the Tigers, he, all right, he had seven games above 500 against the, the Tigers. They, they, once again, they were one of the better teams. Four and five against Cleveland. So, didn't have good homecomings in Cleveland either. Uh, so, he just didn't play well against them. Against the Yankees' rivals. 10 games above 500 against Baltimore. Only three games above 500 against Boston. That's that, that's pretty interesting. Against Toronto, seven games above 500. Against Tampa, only two games above 500 against the Rays. Remember, the Rays were finally coming into their own when CC was in in um, in New York. So the Rays had finally turned around their franchise by that point. So. Uh, he couldn't take as much advantage of, of the Rays because the Rays were no longer pushovers. And uh, as far as the National League is concerned, he has a perfect record against San Francisco, against St. Louis, 
and he's never oh he never won a victory against my marlins he pitched in two starts against the marlins two no decisions 4.91 era so, okay all right so uh that's that's uh, seven innings pitched in two games against the marlins looks like the marlins rocked cc the the couple of times that we faced them uh, i'm not sure when I don't know if it was when he was with the Yanks or with the Brewers or even with uh, Cleveland. The Marlins faced them in 2007. Maybe he he played against them, but okay. All right. That, that's pretty cool. Cool beans. And yeah, it seems like the uh, and uh, he didn't do well against the Yankees when he was <laughs> in Cleveland. So yeah, you can't beat him. Join him. That's what he did. Yankees threw stupid money at him. And uh, I guess that's, yeah, for the most part, he's done well against most teams. Only losing records against Cleveland, the New York Yankees, the Oakland A's, and that's it. And then split against Milwaukee, one and one. And nothing with the Marlins. One on one against the Dodgers, and yeah, yeah, two and two against the Cubs. So not many teams that that humbled CC, and somehow the Marlins are one of them. <laughs> okay, sure, alrighty then. And let's see. I don't think there's anything more here. Those are the splits, and I want to look at the stats here. So his best, as far as victories is concerned, uh, let's see. And remember, wins aren't that big of a deal anymore in baseball. But eh, whatever. Uh, Twenty-one victories in 2010, when the Yankees were defending World Champions. So that's when he became uh, one of the few members of the of the Black Aces. So the Black Aces are. Um, uh, African-American pitchers who managed to get 20 victories, and I don't believe there's there's many in that list. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can pull it up. I know Don Charles one of them. Uh, Don Charles Willis of the Marlins. He got that in 2005. But uh, let's see. So we got Vita Blue. Who did it three times with the with the Oakland A's way back when? Uh, Al Downing, Bob Gibson, of course, he did that five times. Uh, Doc Gooden with the Mets in '85. Uh, Mudcat Grant, who is the guy who basically is the the, the guy who invented this. This uh, he's from Florida. Wow, look at that! Uh, who who invented this this designation? So uh, he played like yeah. Let's see, most of his career with uh, let's see with Cleveland, I think. So there you go. Uh, Ferguson Jenkins, a Hall of Famer, as well. There's only two. Let's see, two of these guys are actual Hall of Famers here. Um, Vita Blue is not a Hall of Famer. 209 victories, uh, okay. But three World Series championships, a Cy Young, 
Nail MVP? He's not a Hall of Famer? Ryder Blue is not a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame in San Francisco, Hall of Fame in, in, in Oakland. He has a no hitter. He has on on his in his career. At, I guess yeah. I guess in 1971 was like the peak year for him, and then he won three World Series in a row with with Oakland. But not a Hall of Famer. Interesting. 206 victories. Uh, 209 victories. I guess that's why. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I was. I'm, wow, he's not a Hall of Famer. The, the is is that like a veterans committee thing? Can they look at that? The, the different eras, because I, I might want to look at that it's just in case he's in his seventies. Just just take a look at it before you know. We don't want to buck O'Neill situation. We finally made the Hall of Fame in twenty twenty two, by the way. So that uh, a travesty was was righted there, but it's way too late since he died. Anyways, so Ferguson Jenkins did it seven times. Winning 20 victories. Sam Jones once. Don Newcomb three times. Mike Norris once. J.R. Richard once. Dave Stewart four times. Earl Wilson one time. And uh, Don Trell did it in 2005. CC did it in 2010. And David Price did it in 2012 with Tampa. So those are all of the black aces. And all right. Okay, uh, but once again, the victory, I mean, that's, and it's hard to do. I would say that it's hard to do, uh, to win 20 victories in, in a major league season now. So especially with guys, uh, maintenance programs and things like that, guys don't pitch as long and just your team has to kind of help you there too. So anyways, or I mean, these numbers for CC are, are just, they're good. They're just really good. And once again, he's he was just so consistent. Look at this. He had double-digit victories of pretty much all but one season. Actually, no. No, in every season. And every season that he played in except uh, towards the end when he was uh, starting to get more injured, 2014, 15, 16. But then the Yankees start roaring back to, back, back to contention in 2017. And then he got 9-7. And then finally his career just... He just couldn't do it no more 2019 so it was over after that he tried and he cc tried to get one more for the yankees towards the end of his career and and it's still not that bad 4.95 era yeah it was that was pretty high up there in 2019 but he was hurt but the season before that 3.65 era which is pretty consistent with his his career average of 3.74. So he was just consistent. Right, 2001 made his debut. Then 2002, like he won a ton of victories there. 2002, the same thing. And then uh, starts putting it all together. And then just um, his career in general. I mean that that 2008 season. My goodness gracious, that that was his best career year as far as era 2.70 era in in 2008 between milwaukee and cleveland and then and that's i mean talk about uh free agent year as well because the yankees threw stupid money at him but guess what he produced 
He produced. Look at all of this. Look at his his time with the Yankees. I mean, he was just consistent. Consistent. And yeah, he was what? Um 49 victories away from 300. Okay. Sure, but I mean a, a bad Cleveland team in 2008 that unloaded him finally. And that that's not his fault. He he did what he could in Cleveland. Um mediocre Cleveland teams uh 2004 uh, 2006, a uh, good one, and finally 2007. And then uh, this Milwaukee team. And then and then with the Yanks, I mean, that's when he started racking up stuff. But then his injuries, I, I think he, had he played for slightly better Cleveland teams and these, this, these injury plague seasons between uh, 2014, 15, and 16, had he had the he probably would have gotten to 300 you would you would think he he probably could have put together 49 more victories uh he's gonna be a first ballot hall of famer no doubt in my mind that 3,000 strikeouts is already the solidifier right there but just overall body of work great job fantastic um I can't say anything more. In fact, it's already half an hour. So uh, these SG minis are usually around this long. And yeah, well, we'll, we'll pick it back up. We'll, my, I might do baseball trade deadlines. Charles is going to try and recap some big wrestling news that's been going down for sure. And that's actually in the mainstream and everybody knows what's going down. So there's that. And... Yeah, yeah, and then you guys can check out my my other stuff. I have my gaming stuff, FGOGR. Just just type that in anywhere, and you'll f probably find me. You'll probably find me doing something, or just go you know sports goose. We're we're on everything. I have the podcast, got the Twitch, got the YouTube, got Twitter. We're we're pretty much on everything too. Type in sports goose, and you'll most likely find us. If not, we'll find you. Take care, everybody.